Hello and welcome back to the Littlest Petcast. I am your host James, and today we are going over the episode The Sister Story. It begins with Blaith and Young Me entering Littlest Pet Shop, and Blaith complains about the school's tuna surprise. So, yeah, I guess it's worth talking about because this was specifically called out on TV Tropes. But, like, Blaith still eats meat unless she's really Catholic and considers fish not meat. But it's still living, so it seems very unlikely. So despite her ability to talk to animals, it doesn't seem to phase her. But, you know, animals eat other animals all the time anyway, so it doesn't matter. And it's even a plot point in, like, multiple episodes where Vinny wants to eat a fly. So, there's that. So anyway, they hear an OM sound and get freaked out. Young Me grabs a chew toy in defense for whatever this is, and Blythe signals that they should check upstairs. They go up, and it's lucky that they're wearing flats so that they can sneak. I'm not 100% sure if they would wear heels. I don't remember if they wore heels in, um, uh, shoot, I forgot the name of the episode. Like, the weird episode, the one I titled the weird episode. Oh, uh, if the shoe fits, that's why I don't remember it, because that makes almost no sense for that episode. So, or any other time they get fancy. So, maybe they don't wear heels? Maybe they're not ready yet? They haven't trained? Because that's like an acquired skill at best, but... I don't know. (laughs) So anyway, they get upstairs, turn the lights on, and scream, only to realize that it's just Roger meditating. Young Lee says that she should have known it was Roger acting weird, or weirder than usual, at least. So, we then pan to Sunil and Vinny, who are watching with popcorn, and say that he's been at this for a while, and they're watching. Vinny thinks that'll end in a breakdown. Minka is also there, but she's hiding up high and grabs the popcorn from them. Sunil says that he doesn't think that'll happen. But then Sunil accuses Vinny of eating all the popcorn before some falls, and they look up to see that Minka took it. So Youngmi suggests that they call someone, I presume, to haul him off to the funny farm. But come on, Youngmi, come on. So... Um, Blythe has an idea about what this is about, though. So, she taps him on the shoulder, and Roger comes back and explains that he's getting his zen on. When asked why here, he says it was for the room, because there's a lot more room in here than in the apartment, I guess? Maybe that's true. 
and he stretches himself out while thrusting his behind towards the girls, and they shudder. Blythe asks if this has anything to do with Aunt Mo's visit, and Roger says that's not what it is, but it sounds like a yes as he twists himself into a human pretzel and gets more and more perturbed about uh, his sister. So Blythe explains that Roger and his sister Mo are very competitive and she's coming for a visit. Roger insists that they aren't competitive and says that they're over it, Blythe tells young me that it is not so, that they are definitely not over it. Sunil suggests that he can use magic to predict the future, by the way, that we, we, we pan back to them, that the transition seems a little more natural in the episode, actually. But Vinny says he can use his powers of observation to see what'll happen. So they make a bet on it, and Sunil manages to trick Vinny on the details of the lose condition. Where uh, Vinny asks, if he loses, you will have to... Sunil says, you will have to clean my magic props. And if I win, Sunil says, you will have to clean my magic props. And they shake on it, and Vinny notices it too late. So, back to Roger and Blythe and Young Me. Roger says that this isn't going to end up like last time. And when Young Me asks, Blythe explains that what happened last time is that they both eventually went skydiving and dared each other to pull their chute first. And they eventually pulled each other's chute and fall and get caught in a tree while saying that the other one pulled their chute first. Blythe also reminds him of what happened when they were kids, which, from the story, it goes, in the circus, they're both acrobats, and they want to be the one to do all the flips and have the other catch them, and they both go for it and just fall. So, also, a nice little detail is that Roger, as a teen, had a little peach fuzz mustache and a small ponytail. And that is delightful. And I love it. I love it. Youngmi asks why they were in the circus, and Roger says that that is on a need-to-know basis. So I might have an idea of why that's on a need-to-know basis. So hear me out. There's that one episode of the Magic School Bus Rides Again, which I did find out was just canceled after two seasons, but the last episode of season two was a good ending point. So it's a mixed bag. I wanted more, but like, come on. There's a, okay, in season two, there was that episode about the circus and using math in everyday situations. So maybe Roger and his sister took a ride on the magic school bus. If it's on a need-to-know basis, then, like, you would only need to know that the magic school bus is real, or at least magic is real, somehow. Like, oh, it's such a good show, and I really want Roger, like, both versions. Whatever, you know what I mean. So, that's, like, the only good thing I can think of where it's on a need-to-know basis. There's a 
you know, dark idea I had, but I don't think it's entirely worth sharing. Because, like, it's not fully formed either. It's just, like, this weird abusive parenting technique where the kids get sent to the circus for the summer and uh, are only allowed to return if they perform well enough. I don't know why or whatever, but, like, I mean, they, they do threaten to tell their parents if the other one doesn't catch them. Yeah, this is not fully formed, but it's something. And I like the Magic School Bus idea better, where they just go to the circus and learn about using math in everyday situations. And then the only thing that stands in their way is their competitive spirit, rather than you know, not understanding math. So, then we cut back to, well, no, we, we were back to the present. I just, I just detoured. <laughs> but we're back to the episode, and Mo looks through the window, and Blythe spots her, and Mo bursts in wanting a hug. Blythe walks over and asks if the two of her are just gonna start bench pressing her and Mo says that she's over all the competitive stuff and goes in for a really tight hug which is still in the realm of plausible deniability when it comes to competition so Blythe then says she doesn't have to worry about being in embarrassing situations and that they're not gonna make a scene and come on Blythe I mean, you you defended your dad when young me wanted to institutionalize him. But, like, Roger is embarrassing, so no at least more than usual comment. Like, especially with two of them. Like, I mean, Roger is endearing. And anyone in Roger's family... It's also going to be quite endearing, and Mo seems pretty endearing from what I've seen of her so far in the episode. I mean, I've seen the whole episode, but I mean, at this point, she's still kind of, whatever, you know what I mean. So, whatever. So, Young Me asks if it's safe for her to be here, and Roger says he's also over-competing, and Mo says that she's been over it first. Roger then meditates and so does Mo and then they passively aggressively oh at each other and Young Me makes up an excuse to leave and Blythe calls Young Me a coward. <laughs> so the next morning Roger and Mo are in the kitchen and Roger starts whistling as they prepare breakfast. Mo then chimes in and then it quickly turns into a competition where the two are making pancakes while whistling the William Tell Overture. So Mo wins as she makes more pancakes and the one Roger makes lands on his face. So Blythe walks in wanting to show Mo some of her fashion designs, but the two of them are so wrapped up in competing that when Mo brings her pancakes, Roger adds the whipped cream. Blythe makes a sarcastic comment about how they aren't competing anymore. So Blythe sits down and Roger gets more pancakes and then Mo gets syrup. Roger puts cereal on it. 
Mo puts some lettuce on it. Roger puts Blythe's favorite pasta sauce on it. And Mo gets some tofu on it. Blythe continues her sarcasm, but they don't pick up on it and say they're too mature for this competition thing. Blythe then comments on how you're too mature. You say that, but you put pasta sauce on the pancakes. But then she tries it and is like, hmm, actually not bad. So then... At the pet shop. I don't know why this scene exists exactly. So Sunil is performing magic for Vinny and Russell. Sunil says that he's going to pull something out of his hat. Vinny says that it's going to be a harmonica and Russell finds it strange. Sunil says that his extraordinary powers are telling him that he's going to pull a rabbit out of his hat. Russell says that his non-extraordinary powers could have told him that. So Sunil pulls out a harmonica and Vinny is gleeful. Sunil says it was a lucky guess, but then Buttercream, the bunny, appears out of the hat and takes the harmonica and, like, plays it and leaves. Russell also leaves because he is so done. (laughs) So, uh, back upstairs, Blythe shows off the outfit she's going to wear for the farmer's market while Roger and Mo are just staring each other down. So Blythe asks what they're doing. Roger says he's not doing anything better than Mo, and Mo says the same. And then Blythe sarcastically asks if they're not competing over not competing, and Blythe just walks out, and Roger and Mo break off because they're sweating, and they just kind of fall. So on their way to the farmer's market, Sunil and Vinny thank Blythe for taking them. They want to see what will happen next and how their bet will turn out between uh, what will happen with Roger and Mo. Blythe says she's glad that someone's enjoying them. So Roger and Mo are competing over who will not step on a crack in the sidewalk. And it gets more intense when they come to a section that is full of cracks due to or are being constructed on. So Mo goes first and effortlessly gets through the multi-cracked section. And the music goes from ballet to like, you know, Asian, Japanese, samurai showdown kind of music. Then Roger gets mad and goes. And he goes, but it turns into like comedy horns and Roger gets nervous. But Mo laughs silently and Roger gets even more mad and imitates her which changes the music again but uh, he doesn't land as gracefully and he steps on a crack and Mo calls him out on it but Roger says he didn't do it soon Jasper run into Blythe and say hi Blythe explains that she's gonna go to the farmer's market quickly so she can break the conversation but Roger then calls out to Blythe and Blythe is like oh no So, Roger says that her friends would love to meet Blythe's aunt, and that Blythe's friends love him. He then pops his collar, which all good ideas start with a popped collar, am I right? And and then asks for high fives. Jasper and Sue are kind of weirded out. Like, they like you, Roger, but you're just kind of not yourself at the moment at at least i think they like it's really hard because like sue even said like i wish my dad was more like your dad to Blythe." 
Uh, maybe not this, because like it, it has to be that like the super competitive side. So then Mo gets in on this, and she asks for a wiggle slot. Like, okay, let me describe it. So, um, you move your fingers while you you on their palm and they move their fingers on your palm and then you like pull back but uh, I don't I don't know what what's in but then so Roger bumps Jasper's head and bumps Sue around and then Mo catches and squeezes Sue and Sue asks what did I do and then Roger sets up for something called the whoopsie and Blythe says that they should forget about the whoopsie. So, so what the setup is, is that for whatever reason, Roger's hand and head is like, he's standing on one leg, but his hand and head are under the, are in between the legs. And he's re- ready for someone to like, Grab it so you can pull him out. Something. This scene is weird. This whole episode is kind of weird. It's good weird. <laughs> uh. Like, it's not weird weird. It's not weird episode weird. It's, uh, it's dad weird, I guess. But even more dad weird than usual. Because there was an entire episode dedicated to Dad Weird. So this is Dad and Aunt Weird. This is this whole weird thing is confusing. <laughs> so Mo grabs Roger's hand and Roger attempts to pull her or break free, but they're still kind of entangled. Blythe grabs Sue and Jasper and tells them to save themselves. And Vinny is wondering if you need magic to see what'll happen. And Sunil predicts that nothing good will come of this. So, we are finally at the farmer's market. And Blythe is admiring the selection. But Vinny's like, yeah, I'm not impressed. There's not even one farmer on sale. Or something like that. So then Roger makes a joke about apples. Like, how do you make an apple turnover like this? And he starts juggling apples. And then Mo makes a joke about, like, what do you call a sour apple or like something a crab apple which is what you're going to be when I win here and start struggling as well and A I'm going to assume native person cause they have the headband and the braids I don't want to assume but with this show you kinda can I don't know. It's really hard to say. Says that uh, if you break it, you buy it. Blythe assures him that something's going to get broken. It's just a matter of how much. Vinny and Sunil look on as Moe starts juggling with one hand and Roger attempts to um, do the same but fails and he says he meant to do that. And then Moe passes him her apples and Roger tries to catch them but... Uh, he falls into the apple cart, breaking it, and Blythe reluctantly pays the apple guy. So does Blythe just 
controlled the money of the Baxter household. I don't think she legally can. But at the same time, it's plausible. But, like, in Blythe's big idea, Roger complimented her on her adult decision-making when it came into, like, trading the scooter and... Plus, yeah, Roger had to buy it back, so... So, he he has to know at least some form of fiscal responsibility. So, I I guess he he does does Blythe really make that much off of sales and working at LPS where she can buy a whole apple cart's worth of apples with whatever's in her wallet or purse I'm not 100% sure so yeah I guess the whole question this thing was meant to bring up was like does Roger have uh, fiscal responsibility and did remember he did so onward so they continue through the farmer's market and Vinny says uh, it smells like apples and Sunil points out it's because of all of these apples which he wants them to be anywhere but here but Roger sees Sunil and Vinny uh, talking and says that the pets love the apples he then boasts about being a bit of a pet whisperer Vinny then introduces himself, and then Mo says that she can hear them clearly. So they pass by a petting zoo, and Mo says that the animals want a treat and gives out her ice cream. Vinny says he doesn't think Mo is a pet whisperer. Roger says that this goat thinks he's a snappy dresser, and I bet he thinks everyone thinks that, and Sunil predicts he doesn't know what he's talking about. So the sheep says that she doesn't want treats because she's on a diet, and the goat says he isn't, and those pants are delicious. Vinny and Sunil each say that they were right. So, Roger and Mo approach the llama. Why is there a llama at a farmer's market? Like, okay, traditional North American farms don't have llamas. I imagine traditional South American farms might have, you know... Llamas, as is it llamas or alpacas that they have, or both? Man, this is uh, I'm gonna have to look this up now. Hold on. So it's both. Uh, they just have an assortment of differences that you can tell which is which. So, like, they're both they're both domesticated, and they both hail from South America, but, and, you know, they're similar, but they're not the same. They're kind of like crocodiles and alligators in that way, but, you know, mammals. Anyway, so, so, they approach the llama, and Roger says that she said that they would be best friends forever, and Mo says that she'd only be using him to get to her. And Roger says that that's crazy because that llama just said, hop on my back and ride me. And the llama says that she said no such thing. Blythe says that she is sure that that's not what she was saying. 
The llama then tells them that they should listen to the smart girl. So Blythe says that Roger promised not to make a scene and riding a llama would make a scene. Roger says that Mo can ride the goat and rushes to the llama with Mo behind. Roger and Mo tussle over who gets to ride the llama with Roger getting on saying he won. The llama starts to rampage in an effort to get Roger off her, but Roger just clings tighter. So they leave the petting zoo, and Blythe says that they need to double around to get Blythe's scooter to catch up to them. So Neil is panicking, saying he wishes he wasn't so accurate. Vinny says, you got one right. So Blythe, Moe, Vinny, and Sunil are on Blythe's scooter trying to locate Roger and having kind of a hard time. And Moe's wondering, how hard is it to find a man on a llama? Vinny bets he'll see them first and Sunil says that he'll see them first. And Blythe asks them to stop and Sunil asks if this is embarrassing for her. Blythe says it kind of is, but she's more worried at this point because her dad is lost and riding on a llama. But Vinny spots them behind them and they go for it while Vinny celebrates his victory. Roger says that she must be the fastest llama in the petting zoo, which there's only one in that petting zoo. And the llama states that if he had asked nicely, he may have gotten a ride, but since he didn't, uh, she's going to continue to try and knock him off. Vinny predicts that they will run into six people, two in lederhosen, and one in the bunny suit on skates. So Neil predicts four will be on skates and three will be wearing drinking straw glasses. Roger and the llama crash into a sidewalk cover for construction, and then they go through it, and out comes three guys in lederhosen and a duck on roller skates. Vinny agonizes because he was so close. So the llama is still bothered by Roger on her. Roger complains that the last time I was over, she was riding an alligator. Not as fast, but had more teeth. And he wonders why stuff like this happens when Mo is around. Mo wonders the same, and Blythe tells her that it's the same reason she tries to outcompete Roger. Mo has kind of an epiphany about what to do. Meanwhile, Vinny and Sunil get bored with betting on Mo and Roger as they've become boring and predictable. Vinny then bets he can jump up and grab some leaves and get back in the cart. Sunil advises not to, but Vinny goes for it. He jumps, grabs a branch, which launches him into like like a stop-and-go light, like, like a traffic light, I guess. Uh, and it spins him around, and he gets flung back to the construction site, and he goes through like a horseshoe tube and crashes into the Fifth Avenue sign and then uh, falls back into the basket. So, okay, Fifth Avenue. That's something. Unless all the streets got renamed, we have something. It seems very unlikely that the streets would have gotten renamed because of the whole historical significance of New York City. So when Vinny gets back into the basket, uh, he says, told ya, while well, he has a black eye and some missing teeth. So Roger slips a little and asks the llama to slow down a bit. And Mo says that she knew she should have gotten on the llama, 
And Blaze says that Mo isn't helping and pulls Roger back up on the llama. Roger says thanks, but he meant to ride side saddle. And Mo asks to trade places so that she can control the llama. And Roger pretends that he's in control as the llama speeds up. Roger asks the llama to make him look good for his sister. And instead she goes down the subway. So I made a goof there, so I had to stop recording. But uh, at the same time, this did give me a chance to look at the five boroughs of New York and see where Fifth Avenue is. Fifth Avenue, by the way, is in Manhattan, which means that of like downtown city, uptown city, uh, midtown city, and regular New York City are like the four cities that broke off like if they broke off using the boroughs downtown city is actually the most up being Manhattan and the Bronx where New York City I'm not sure which one would New York City be guess if we were going in inverse, New York City would just be Staten Island. And then uh, Uptown would be Brooklyn and Midtown would be Queens. So I guess that solves that. But anyway, so the llama goes down the subway. And then Roger, observing everything, says, Silly llama. You're you're going down the up escalator. So, uh, Blythe and Co. get there as well, going down in the bike, in the scooter, the motorized scooter, in the subway. So they start going down the stairs to cut them off. And Vinny says that no one will be faster at getting down than them, and Sunil disagrees and decides to jump. Vinny tries to talk him out of it, but Sunil... Is determined to win a bet, and he jumps and he lands on the llama, and the llama is upset by another straggler. So the llama goes through the subway and busts out the end, which is open, and continues. Uh, Blythe asks Mo to stop Roger, and Mo says she doesn't know how and never has. Blythe says that she doesn't think... Okay, they're out of the subway now at this point. I don't know why I didn't write that down. Maybe because it's a visual transition. And, you know, this scene is... There's a lot going on in this scene. So Blythe says that she doesn't think that Roger is trying to be better than her at everything. She just thinks that Roger wants her approval because she is his older sister. Uh, uh, so they're, they're within range and Vinny asks Sunil to lend him his paw. Sunil doesn't want to, which leads Vinny... To bet that he's not going to do it, which would lead him to do it, so just give it to me. Sunil says that he's out of the betting game because he doesn't want to see the future anymore. To be fair, you haven't been able to see the future since um, Blythe's crush. That is, if my head canon is correct, and that you get a different mutant ability every week. Or not a different mutant ability, a different person's mutant ability every week. There's a difference. I think I went over it, but just in case, like, 
that can sometimes mean Sunil does not get immune ability. And sometimes it does, which would explain some of the things. So anyway, so they go back to the construction site and Mo asks Roger to pull the llama over and Roger doesn't want to because that's admitting defeat. So the llama jumps up onto the construction and jumps off. Blythe cries dad, Mo cries Roger, Vinny cries Sunil, and the construction guy says, Llama? So the llama lands back in the petting zoo at the farmer's market somehow and thrusts them off once and for all. However, they crash into the apple cart again, and when Blythe gets there, she pays for it again. So they have a bunch of apples now. So... Vinny uncovers Sunil, and they agree to put their betting days aside and stop from jumping from moving vehicles. Sunil wants to shake on it, but first wants to return the tail hair to that nice llama. <laughs> and I assume apologize. <laughs> so Mo and Roger begin talking, and Roger laments that Mo could have written it better. Mo is about to agree, but Blythe gives her a look, and Mo says, Who cares, as long as you're safe. Roger then proposes a lifetime truce, and Mo agrees. Mo says that there is something better that Roger has done, which is Blythe. And Roger agrees, and I... Oh, that's such a good scene. Such a good scene. And Blythe is glad that the two of them agreed on this. And then Mo proposes a race home and runs off. Roger is mad because they agreed on a truce and now they're competing again, and Blythe asks if he wants to run as well. Roger says yes, but Blythe is like, you know what, just get on my scooter, we'll race her home on my scooter. And Roger says, if you can't beat him, join him, to which Blythe responds, we can totally beat her. And they race home, ending the episode. So, this is a charming and delightful episode. It is incredibly fun, even though it is... Uh, a lot to take in at times. But we are at the time for another lost potential sequence for this episode. So I, I they they kind of explain why Mo and Roger always compete. Because, like, Roger just wants to prove that, like, he he's good at something to his older sister. And it's somewhat implied that, well, no, it's very implied. It's very implied that Mo just wants to protect Roger from doing something, you know, dumb. But, like... Like, through this or through something else, like, I, I don't know why, like, they don't interact outside of competing. Like, being overly competitive is, like, a good plot point, but it's, like, the only thing they do. And maybe a longer episode would take care of that problem but uh there's another thing that could take care of that problem as well and that's so so I assume 
I assume that, like, Roger's family is fine with Blythe's mom. Like, they raised Roger. And Roger is, like, incredibly pure. So I don't know how, like, someone who isn't pure could raise someone so pure. So I'm assuming there's that. And so maybe their competitiveness could be Mo trying to... Um, how do I put this? Like, Mo trying to get Roger's mind off of whatever happened to Blythe's mom by, like, reverting back to their, like, you know, ch childhood days where they were more overly competitive then. And, like, it's a thing that could continue into now with this. And, I mean, that that could be something. And, like, even seeing Moe's reaction to Blythe's mom. Like, I don't... I don't want to tell, like... I don't want to tell you why Blythe's mom is important yet. Because that... Spoilers, that's coming up in a future episode. But... Like... The fact of the matter is... That we don't see any evidence of Blythe's mom's existence for a while. Or anyone who would know her aside from Roger. Until Mo, presumably, but we don't get that. So, like, maybe even seeing, like, a relative of Blythe's mom come up for a visit to visit Blythe and maybe like be like hi Roger kind of nervously out of like the whole thing of like maybe they're not as on board with Roger or Roger's a bit awkward something where it's a bit awkward but I don't know. Fa family ties are weird. Like, this episode proves that, and it does a good job in that. But, like, I kind of wish we got more characterization out of Aunt Mo other than, like, competitiveness. Like, I, like you can even... It is just one of those things where if the episode was longer, like, you could probably do more with it. Like, Blythe wants to show Aunt Mo her designs. Like, that's kind of a thing I don't like about the episode, is that she just kind of ignores it in favor of the competition with Roger. Where, like... I assume... I know... Mo loves Blythe. 
and would want to help nurture Blythe as best as she can, but she's too caught up in competing with her brother to do something about that. And Roger also goes in that extreme. And, like, it, it is kind of reconciled, and, and they do, like, a safer thing than riding a llama or parachuting and just, just a friendly little family race home. And I think that would have a bigger impact, even, if the whole thing wasn't about the competition. Like, maybe making these an hour long is unfeasible, but... I don't know, there's there's just something. You could have done something a little more, is my point. So... Like I said, though, it's a good episode. It's a fun episode. And I like episodes about Roger, and this is an episode about Roger. And we kind of see what makes Roger Roger a little bit. Like, he's very competitive at times. And I'm assuming that competition, like, works in favor with him sometimes. There just needs to be more, in my opinion. But that'll do it for this episode of the Littlest Pet Cast. Be sure to leave your comments and reviews on Shout Engine, on Apple Podcasts, on the Google Play Store, and wherever else RSS feeds go when they are riding side saddle on a llama. And be sure to tune in next time for the episode A Night at the Paza. I shall see you then. By the way, I know I brought up the idea of synthetic meat back in the first bonus episode, the first round of the name game, when that topic came up. And I just want to say I remember, and that's entirely feasible, but Blythe eating meat still, even after she has the ability to talk to animals, is also equally feasible and only morally disturbing if you do think meat is morally disturbing already. Which it kind of is, but at the same time, eh, it's, it's just life. It's weird.